Hello and welcome to here, Johnny's Reviews. Let me feel of your podcast that'll try to be nice to movies, but some indeed may need to be sliced and diced. Each every month there's a thing. As it's January, I'm doing Dragon Duary. I'll catch drag movies. Tonight I'm covering A Big Mama's House, starring Martin Lawrence. As a 75-year-old, 500-pound woman. Why this one? Well... This movie series was my late sister's favourite, so I thought I'd cover the very first one. Also, this was one of the most successful comedies of the 2000... Well, actually, of the year 2000. So, she's diving into this one in, shall we? With its $30 million budget, this thing pulled in $175 million. Starring Martin Lawrence, Nia, uh, Nina rather, Long, Paul Giamatti, Terence Howard and Anthony Anderson. Directed by Raja Gaznell, I think I pronounced his name, the plot. In order to protect a key eyewitness, I think she is actually, I mean, what the hell she is, but mm. a male FBI agent has to go undercover, deep undercover, and indeed latex, as he dresses as a 75-year-old overweight grandmother, her grandmother at that. Can this FBI agent save the day and get his girl? What the hell do you think? This is a PG-13 for fuck's sake. So, after the logos, the movie opens up on a dog fighting ring where gamblers are, well, gambling on which dog will win the day. A FBI agent is pulled in and placed in the ring. He is John. No second name, just John, played by Paul Giamatti. Not to worry, his partner Malcolm Turner, played by Martin Lawrence, is also there. However, he's undercover in latex as an elderly Japanese businessman. Okay, I'm going to call right now. This is problematic. Uh, and I hate using that word, but problematic is such a fucking millennial buzzword. Mind you, he is in whiteface, and if this was a white man in blackface, the world would have cracked open right now. I wonder why the PC Nazis haven't taken this down, or indeed white checks, because, let's face it, they're black people pretending to be white. Oh, you can't pick and choose which PC you want to... PC thread you want to pull. If one goes down, it all goes down. You can't have black people pretend to be white and white face, as indeed you can't have white people pretend to be black with black face. <clears throat> Moving on. John's thrown into the dogfighting ring and has to deal with a Rottweiler and a Pitbull. Not to worry, Malcolm kicks into overdrive, literally, as he takes on goons left and right. However, one grabs him from behind and demasks him. Seconds later, the feds raid and everyone is arrested. Days later, while watching TV, does Sherry Pierce, played by Nina Long, find out her ex-boyfriend has broken out of prison? He is Lester Vesco, played by Terence Howard. Lester, really? Your main bad guy's called fucking Lester? Oh, for fuck's sake, glassy your mints. Seconds later, she gets her 10-year-old son, Trent, played by Joshua Washington to pack up and run. Within five minutes, she's out of there, just as the FBI pull up to take her in. As next morning, Malcolm, John and the rest of his team are debriefed as to what is happening. They find out Lester is an armed robber and has killed several people, stole millions of dollars in cash and need better bonds, all with a smile on his face, as four days later he was arrested, but none of the money was actually found. So two days later, Sorry, two days earlier evening, he escaped prison by killing the prison doctor, stealing his ID card, and he his car, and he is now on the run. Also, his ex-girlfriend, 
and her son is on the run. The FBI think she has the money, but is keeping tight-lipped as they couldn't pin the theft on her. So, there we have it. So it's down to Malcolm and John to find her, arrest him and get the money back. What can go wrong? Oh yeah, him falling for Nina, but of course. Cut to Malcolm days later and John at a stakeout watching Big Mama, a.k.a. Hattie Mae Pierce, played by Ella Mitchell. And she tends to her garden. She is a whole lot of woman. She's 500 pounds and she's 75 years old and she takes no guff from nobody. Anyway, note, she has to wear a fake nose in order to make Martin Lawrence's Big Mama look correct, as Lawrence's nose was much bigger than her nose. Moving the fuck right on, cut to the Big Mama posse of old women crossing roads to introduce themselves to a new couple across the street, aka Malcolm and John. This goes fucking nowhere, and why the hell is this in this thing? They are Sadie, played by Phyllis Applegate, Mrs. Patterson, played by Starlet Dupois, and other Mrs. Patterson, played by Jessie Mae Helms. They hand over their big goods, so Malcolm uses this time to plant bugs at Big Mama's house. John has to stall them and cue the start of the terrible fucking jokes this movie thinks is hilarious. When one of the posse asks John about his ex-wife, she asks, Why, is she with Jesus? He says, no, I believe his name was Jesus. But, um, tsh. Too bad Big Mama has her runs. So she's back home where Malcolm is stuck. Uh, clean up his muddy footprints. She runs to empty her bowls. Too bad Malcolm is hiding in the shower. And he smells slash hears her emptying her bowls. Because fart jokes are hilarious, aren't they? He makes it out as she showers the shit out of her arse. Who the fuck wrote this? Back to Sherry's flat. Lester breaks in right under the FBI's nose, finding out she's at Big Mama's house in Georgia, and he's in, I think it's Los Angeles, they're in California or something like that. The fuck they are. Moving on. Back to Malcolm's stakeout. They find Big Mama is leaving town for three weeks to be with her elderly friend who has had a heart attack. So up the plan to put Malcolm in drag under latex and a fat suit to become Big Mama herself. Why? What could go wrong? Well, of course he falls for Sherry because she's quote-unquote gorgeous. Speaking of which, she calls to ask Big Mama if it's okay for her to come to visit. Luckily, Malcolm is there to take the call. Handy that! So it is on in a matter of minutes, Malcolm and John make Big Mama suit and mask out of latex and, what is it, blankets and pillows and lima beans and god knows what's in this fucking suit. What the fuck? Okay then, who the fuck wrote this shit? Next day, Sherry shows up. Handy that. I mean, the next fucking morning she just shows up. But I mean, she's in California. Can you get from California to... Georgia, in a day? I mean, I don't know. One look at Sherry and BOOM! Malcolm's in lust. Who in the fuck wrote this shit? I shouldn't have got shit, it's just... Blah, to be honest, I mean... Mm. Also, while I'm at it, how can they not tell it's a completely different fucking person? Okay, fair enough, Sherry, has, Sherry rather, hasn't seen her grandmother in years, but can the neighbours not notice it's a different person? Come on, really? Cue the Mrs. Dickfire joke of Malcolm, who can't cook for shit, as he sets the kitchen on fire, because it's funny one time, it'll be funny the next time. No fucking well, won't I just be lame? 
Also, the mask is full to pieces, so big, Mama has to duct tape it at the side, because that's funny. Oh my god, the jokes. And note, I found out on a behind the scenes that Sherry thinks Big Mama is getting forgetful, or indeed, uh, dementia. So it's all the shit slide. Because she thinks this is just her being old, basically. I mean, yeah, whatever. Uh, when Sherry asks about the duct tape stuck to Big Mama's face, Big Mama tells her it's a beauty secret. And this is how she stays so young looking. Which is true. RuPaul tapes back his face to be him look younger in drag. That is an old Hollywood secret. Later at night, Big Mama's boyfriend comes over for some sugar. He is Ben Rowley, played by Carl Wright. He tries to plant a kiss on Big Mama, but she slams the door in his face. Too bad he just walks in and invites himself into dinner and stays for a bit. So Michael Strong arms him out the fucking door, then reads him the right act, saying the only way to get into her pants is if she is treated right by him. Okay then. Back to Lester, who has broken into Sherry's doctors to find the address of Big Mama, as Trent has allergy pills which she's left behind, but that's never mentioned ever again, so just moving the fuck right on. Sadie catches Malcolm as Big Mama running to John, but she thinks they're having an affair, because, funny, this goes nowhere also. Next scene, Sherry wakes up Big Mama who has her fake boobs under her armpits, because that's also funny. Oh my god, in walks two neighbours, one of which is Olivia Spencer in a very early role for her. Anyway, they want Big Mama to deliver uh, a baby, because on the baby, because apparently Big Mama's a midwife, and this joke's on and on and on for fucking two bloody well wrong. John tells uh, Malcolm by a hidden earpiece that he's called the paramedics, as second later in walks Anthony Anderson as a Nolan. The woman in labour's brother. Who's her name? Who the fuck cares? Because it's not actually mentioned. Malcolm thinks he is a paramedic. And indeed he's not. He's just a fucking security guard. Blah, 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 blah. That joke is just lame. And just dropped like a fucking lead weight. Seconds later, the kid is born covered in lard. Because that one's funny, right? I mean, it's actually Crisco Lake Grease or fucking shortening what the fuck that stuff is. Oh my god. The medics come to take the kid away. Big Mama sits on the porch to talk all about this little gold cross that Sherry gave her back because it's tarnished and yada yada yada. Now let me guess here. The location to the stolen money is in the fucking cross. Oh Jesus, this writing is terrible. Next morning, Marco wakes up to find Big Mama's face has fell to pieces. So he runs to get a new mask. Too bad Sherry is in the shower and almost catches him out of the makeup. So he falls out of Big Mama's bedroom. He then rips the fat suit in the fall, so he has to run to fix it. She catches him, so he says he's Big Mama's handyman. Trent wakes up next. It's 5.45 in the fucking morning. No 10-year-old kid up that early. So Malcolm teaches him martial arts. What the fuck? Of course, this being a family movie, the 10-year-old beats up the 35-year-old, who has a black belt in every martial arts known under the sun, according to him, with relative ease. I mean, is this the shit right here? Is this the reason why this world is in this shit right now as it is? I mean, 90s, noughties kid, the world pandered to quote-unquote smart kids. Now, that generation has grown up with its own kids, hence not all whiny, spoiled Generation Z, or did Generation Zombie. 
Jesus Christ, it just goes on and on and on and on and on. Moving the fuck on, back to the shitty movie. Malcolm sees Sherry is leaving, so runs over to stop her, because it's now days, hours later. What the fuck's going on here? She says Trent wants to play basketball, and cue the Big Mama basketball scene. So while Sherry and Big Mama is out of the house, John was able to plant yet more bugs. Wait, no, the Big Mama basketball scene is much later. Here is a scene where Sherry goes shopping as Big Mama has to deal with her annoying boyfriend yet again, who hands over his mother's uh, 85-year-old locket or bracelet, the fuck it is, which Big Mama doesn't take. This scene is absolutely fucking ridiculous. Scene is next, where Anthony Anderson teaches self-defence to old-age pensioners, including both Mrs. Patterson's plus Big Mama. Who kicks his ass after he, think, he thinks that no one is being too rough for his old dears? Getting pissed off or getting his ass whipped, no one snatches Big Mama's wig off. So all the rest of her posse do the same, because that's funny, right? And then they beat up no one, because again, that's funny. Meanwhile, back at Big Mama's house, John has searched everywhere, finding only a small locked box, which has nothing but baby photos of Trent, plus indeed their two passports. Returning home, Sherry finds Trent all alone on the stoop, all depressed. Seems he was bullied at the basketball court for being a short little boy. So Big Mama takes him back to the courts to show him who's in charge. Big Mama then dumps time and time again on these bullies and puts them in their place. Note, this is actually Martin Lawrence doing all these basketball moves, as he's a big basketball nut. Anyway, next day, over breakfast, Big Mama asks Sherry her secrets, and then tells her to date Malcolm. As later that day, Malcolm shows up, and Sherry takes him fishing. What the fuck? Who wrote this thing? Why is there chunks of script just missing? I mean, oh my god, one minute. <sighs> Sherry is shopping for Big Mama's present. Buffy present, that is, because that's later on in the movie. And the next minute, he's at self-defence course. Next minute, Malcolm is on a fishing trip. Who the fuck wrote this thing? Anyway, cut two scenes of Malcolm made like a fucking fool as the fish are literally jumping in a boat, yet he can't catch one because the fishing line's all fucking mixed up on his fishing pole and yada yada yada. And boom! Suddenly... Him and Cherry are in love. Who the fuck wrote this thing? As Trent tries and fails to catch fireflies, Malcolm pumps Cherry for information about her ex-boyfriend, but she's very tight-lipped. So, Malcolm teaches Trent how to catch fireflies. Again, this goes fucking nowhere. Back to Esther, buying a fuck-tons of... a fuck-ton of guns out of the trunk of a car, as you do. Again, who the fuck wrote this shit? He is now armed and goes after Sherry and indeed Big Mama. Sherry returns home with Malcolm. Then he has to run in to get changed into Big Mama to bag. No one is spying on him. Follows him into the house and is beaten up. Then he is shown Malcolm as a FBI agent. Malcolm then gets known to stock out the local... Stake out rather than stock out. Stake out the local bank because reasons he then promises him to get my job at fbi if he keeps his mouth shut well he'll be the f in the fbi as the the other 
uh, letters come later because that's how that one works. This movie is fucking terrible. These jokes are fucking terrible. You'll get the B.I. later. Oh, for fuck's sake. Cut to that night. During a thunderstorm, Sherry is scared so runs to Big Mama's bed. Malcolm is turned on not to worry. It's his flashlight because you could keep this thing PG fucking 13. Now all snuggled in, Sherry tells Big Mama she's sorry for the life she is led as indeed out of control. As next morning, John wakes up Malcolm to tell him no one is out of control, demanding a badge and indeed a gun. Ah, these jokes. Also, he said he shouldn't have slept with Sherry because he's been totally unprofessional. Oh, and it's Sunday, therefore it's church day. God, just end this movie already. This movie is fucking terrible. This script is barely there. The jokes are fucking awful. And these... It's just dragging on and on and on. Anyway, cue Big Mama holding court while singing Oh, happy days. Trying to get Sherry to confess her sins. Big Mama returns home to find a secret party. Too bad Malcolm thinks that someone has broken in and pulls his gun out, which no one disarms him. Later, while the party's in full swing, Big Mama hears someone upstairs to check it out. It's only Trent hiding a photo album of the fishing trips photographs. What the fuck? He gets him developed in a day. Oh my god. He also finds millions of dollars in stolen money and a bit of bonds hidden in Trent's toy box. So Malcolm shows Sherry the money, but she plays innocent, saying she didn't know the money was there. Bullshit, love. You know this kid's carrying the fucking money. Oh my god, she runs to pack. She then spills all that Lester only dated her to get the key to the bank vault to steal the money, which he hid in Trent's toy box right under her fucking nose. Bollocks, love. Utter bollocks. Cut to Lester in town hunting Big Mama. Once Sherry spills all to Big Mama, Big Mama then tells her she's not to blame. It was all Lester. So he wants to get changed into Malcolm. Too bad Big Mama's boyfriend is waiting for her naked in bed. And this scene goes fucking nowhere. As outside, the real Big Mama pulls up in a taxi. Why? What timing? What could go wrong? Why hijinks? Oh, as John tries in vain to keep her at bay. But she just bum rushes him and forces him into the party. Now these both big mamas can meet right wrong. As upstairs, Lester has Trent at gunpoint. Shadow walks in to find this and indeed is taken hostage. Wait, nope, this movie is going to drag this out. Pardon the fucking pun. The big mama reveals that is as John is dancing with the real big mama until Sherry and Lester is led outside. At gunpoint, mind. Uh, so she has to beg Lester to say she can say bye-bye to her uh, her grandmother. Big Mama, unfortunately, hasn't clapped eyes on her in years. And so something is now uh, up. Meanwhile, no one has thrown out Malcolm because he thinks he's Big Mama. Oh, my God. No one then pulls a gun on Lester. But the gun falls because he's a fucking idiot. Not to worry. Malcolm jumps in through the window. And now both Big Mamas can meet. Lester shoots John in the arm. So Malcolm kicks his ass. Now the jig is up. Sherry sees that Malcolm is indeed Big Mama as Trent runs up the stairs in tears for some fucking reason. The cops shop to arrest Lester. Malcolm tries in vain to explain everything to Sherry as she just walks off. John is taken away, doped up to his eyeballs and morphine in an ambulance as months later, 
Malcolm testifies in church to Big Mama and Sherry, and indeed Trent, one song later, and boom, they're back in love, as credits bloody well roll. So that was Big Mama's house. This isn't as funny, nor indeed clever as it thinks it is. There is little to no bloody well plot. The acting is fine, but this story just fucking drags on and on and on. This would have made a funny, I don't know, 45 minute comedy skint on a show, but not a whole fucking movie. This just drags. This is just bloody well weak sauce. I'm going to give this thing a very generous 4 out of 10. Still come back this week as I kick off Love Bites, aka Werewolf Month, with both American Werewolf movies. That's American Werewolf in London and Deep Paris. Now, don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Also, follow me on Twitter at Here's a Johnny's A Pod. Check out my other franchise podcasts of Batman, Alien, Predator, Scary Movie, and indeed more. Also, my solo podcast of Rocky Horror Picture Show, Shock Treatment, Elvira, Mr. of the Dark, and many, many, many more. A bye. And remember, I watch these movies so you don't have to.